T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Tripping. I'm out of here anyway. Oh, thanks to the guests to join me on the show today. Joe Ostrowski, of course, of QL and John Fanta, Field of 68. Talked all kinds of things before to them. Chief amongst those, the NCAA tournament. Thanks to everyone on the, uh, the Twitch and the text line. Try to be a little better. I normally uh, i am not as effective with monitoring the Twitch, but try to be a little bit better about that throughout the Loho show today so i'm glad that uh those especially on the text line got a little kick out of me referencing the whole moisture thing today as well but um i think as we get into transition that, that's going to bring about a question in my head this transition brought to you by amy kite of keller williams realty and uh, also the top of the hour is brought to you by duck duck go privacy is simplified and this hour is brought to you by duck duck go privacy simplified of transitioning to Danny Parkins who was solo on the Parkins and Spiegel show today here on the score because apparently everyone is out in Las Vegas without Danny which seems like some kind of bizarre world reversal where I feel like normally it would be Danny who'd be in Vegas without everyone else but something uh, something different has happened here but there's a word that's been coming up the last few minutes on the text line here I'm not I'm not completely understanding why when I mentioned moisture earlier why there's folks uh, texting in the word cheeks uh, perhaps you could en- enlighten me, Parco. Man, ask your guy Brandon Fryer. Uh, uh, I I I didn't know about uh, Cheeks. I didn't. I didn't. Did, did, did you know what what Cheeks was? I mean, it depends on the context. I mean, I, I, I think getting Cheeks. I do have delightfully dimpled Cheeks, but that's not. I, I don't assume that that's the context. I believe of, of cheeks I, when I mentioned moisture earlier. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My wife doesn't I like mean, the you know, word moist, by the way. She, yeah, does, I mean, she, you know, she, she I, says it has dirty connotations. Um, uh, okay, well, yeah, I, I got a kid. You got another kid on the way. So, yeah, I mean, the, the other context of Cheeks would be the one that the, that the that, kid that I learned about last week. For baby making. Oh, okay, so that, that's what, that's what it was. Okay. It, it, it gotcha. was basically that Shane and Brandon Fryer uh, couldn't – they weren't comfortable with me once I learned what it was saying it. They said ah, that I was too white to say it or something uh, like that. Right. I don't know. Brandon Fryer said that, you know, he was in an, a barbershop or with his buddies somewhere. I don't know. And uh, I, they, they, they said, why'd you let the white boy say cheeks? I was like, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that it so was So the ruling came way. down from the barbershop. Everybody voted down your ability to use the term cheeks. In the but I didn't context. even want to use the term cheeks. They used it in a sentence, and then I said – you know, like hand up, excuse me. 
old 35 year old over here can we can we uh, whiteboard this for the audience and they they whiteboarded it for the audience whiteboard whiteboard yeah yes, uh, and uh-huh. and w- whiteboard white boy whatever and uh-huh. uh yeah and they so they explained it to me and i was cool i was like oh awesome and so then i started you know over the next like two hours of the show just like working it in sometimes correctly mm. sometimes incorrectly mm. probably overdid it a little bit <laughs> And uh, got my privileges revoked, apparently. Okay. I, I don't even know. Did it come but... up in household conversation with you and the wife now? I mean, is this something you've introduced her to? No. Uh, oh, okay. No, it hasn't. It could. Uh, but, you know, and this where this stage of the pregnancy. and Yeah. Not a whole they... lot of cheeks potential no, <laughs> at this point. No. No. <laughs> we are, it's, it's, a, it's a dry spell up in here, Aunt. So, but that's okay. That's, that's right. Our, right. It's a good yeah, reason for it's, it. It's just time. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I yeah, heard no. you shared a cheek story about your folks with Mike Singletary, man. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, How'd I that mean, go over? What with who? Uh, <laughs> it depends on the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the audience enjoyed it. I think Singletary enjoyed it. I I don't think I know my mom wasn't terribly thrilled. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, that, that's that's what I was curious about. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but she, you know, it's her fault. She told me that back in the day, and still. She didn't know that I was going to get onto the fifty thousand watt blowtorch. Um, yeah, right, and yeah, and right. then it went around. Tanny, Tanny's open yesterday, like recapping it. You know, went around the group chat with my siblings, mm. and so that was met with a mixture of laughter and tears. Like you know, the crying laughing laughing emoji. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's like literally what they were doing because they okay. were like both sad uh, to like have that <laughs> image and thinking of it. But laughing at, you know, the jokes being made at my expense. So, yeah, man. And then Speak says he wanted to make it a a goal of the show to, like, contact as many 85 Bears as possible and work Ooh. them in. I'm like, isn't Tom Thayer, Mike Singletary, and Jim McMahon enough? <laughs> like, do we do we really need to just keep going down the list? Do we need to call Leslie Frazier? Do we need to find Willie Gall? Like, I don't think we do. But could, we've had dumber initiatives. Yeah. We, we we've had you know like uh, one of my like ethos is uh, is I love I love the end of the movie Animal House. A mm. stupid and futile gesture should be done on somebody's part, and mm. we're just the guys to do it. Like I think uh, that that is just so uh, perfect. Don't take yourself too seriously. You can make a point, but it you can make a point in a funny way about something's dumb, right? So they're, they're protesting getting kicked out of Faber College, so they enter a, a float in the parade, and it is a giant cake that says, eat me. And that's just <laughs> their stupid and futile gesture, and I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So like when we made up the 3.5 million shirts to protest the Bulls selling of the draft pick to Jordan Bell and the, uh, to the Warriors, to Jordan Bell, I, I was thinking, like, that's a stupid and futile gesture but right. it entertained us. It, it, it made mm-hmm. us laugh. So we've taken up dumber initiatives, I guess is my point, I see. than contacting yeah. members of the 1985 Bears for the sole purpose of telling that story or working it into conversation. I mean, out of the, the variety of ways that their Super Bowl championship continues to be celebrated to this day in the city, like I was just talking about the, the 37-year anniversary of one of my favorite movies, The Last Dragon, a few minutes ago. 37 years since the Bears, 85, I mean, I guess the Super Bowl itself for 36 years. Super Bowl took place calendar year 86, but, you know, of a similar vein. You know, it has been a more than a full lifetime since that Super Bowl championship. So this could just be a way to update 
that celebration for some of these aging Bears greats, these legends. There are still ways that that game is affecting people in a positive way. So, I mean, through that lens, this is something that kind of updates the, the celebration of the 85 Bears. I mean, I would argue team. that I'm the most currently relevant thing about it. Like it's been, it's okay. been so damn yeah. long, and that that's what we were talking about with Singletary. And he even said he's like, I want the Bears so badly to do something meaningful of stories and remembering and celebration, so people will stop talking about us. Like mm-hmm. it's been like those guys have all moved on. We're like, how's your relationship with the Bears? He's like, ah, eh, it's not a great one. We're like, oh, really? Why? He's like, because I've had seventeen jobs since then. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's just like it's yeah. you, you move right. on. Like you re- you remember the times fondly, but like then you just go about living your life. And those guys, for the most part, all have. But Bears fans. Uh, Mm -hmm. And there is no judgment here. It's the team's fault. Like, haven't really given you much, right? Celebrate Hester, celebrate Erlacher, celebrate that Super Bowl trip. And the you you knew that wasn't, like, prolonged success. You had Rex Grossman and you were led by defense. Like, those, you can win a championship that way, but you can't have, like, a decade run uh, that, that kind of way. So, yeah, man, Bears fans... We're forced to live in the past, but it's just weird for me that like the thing that most Bears fans want to celebrate uh, is the, a the reason I'm here, and b happened literally uh, before I was born. It's a weird your spot. existence, your existence, yeah, before my existence. directly with that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and congratulations by the way on that. I mean, that is quite Thank a way you. to enter Thank the you. world based off of the Super Bowl shuffle. Well, uh, tr- the, the uh, true world. story. Also, uh, it was playing in the background. Well, yeah, halftime. Um, it, it was a blowout, uh, but More as the story has been told to me, but I was okay. also, I was delivered during the, uh, the 86 world series. Oh, wow. And so my parents were going to name me, uh, what they named me, Daniel Jacob Parkins, but because of the story of when it began and when it was ending Super Bowl and world series, they had a, apparently a conversation of should his initials be MVP because Ooh. with Super Bowl and World Series. So they were okay. considering Martin Victor Parkins <laughs> for MVP. <laughs> I personally am glad they chose, uh, went, went with the original name. But I don't know. You like, don't feel MVP, like a Martin. I don't feel like a Martin, but also, but like MVP could have been pretty good for a, for a radio, hey, for yeah. a radio name, like DJ MVP. Right. Um, but, you know, here I am. So there you are. You, you are. And it, it's, it's worked out OK for you. It's I been used fun. the word. I used the word methodical when I was describing how the how the Bears have been approaching things earlier. And that's I, I mean, that's, Yeah. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's the way they've been rolling. And I, I'm I'm not necessarily shocked by it. I, I do anticipate some weaponry being being um, acquired at some point here. You know, they, they brought in some receivers, so I, I don't have any doubt that they're going to continue to try to draft them. I think the last time you and I spoke whatever whether it was last week or week before last or something but it was when Spiegel was big timing you ah yes that's what it was (laughs) and they they had made the Larry Ogunjobi uh transaction but it hadn't you know he hadn't failed the physical yet at that point so that was going to be hey here's our three technique we've at least solidified that position going to build around in other spots we were talking about the second round with the multiple picks maybe both would go wide receiver I think at least one will still likely be a wide receiver at this point but you know that that position, the interior, that defensive line, it, it still it matters quite a bit. So I I wouldn't be shocked if if the Bears went 
went defense, went, you know, if, if there was a guy who they just saw in that three technique lens uh, in, in the draft there in round two, they view that as so. So you don't think uh, their consolation prize, uh, Jones from the, from the Chargers, you, you don't think he is uh, like. He's you know, certainly, he's a step Ogunjobi down as a light. playmaker. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a step down as a playmaker from, from Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi is an Aaron Donald, but he, he's, he penetrates into the backfield. Right, he's, he's very he's good. He's a playmaker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to not have that there, yeah, I, I could still see them looking to to add there and potentially if one because it, it is as it tends to be it's a deep d-line class more so on the edge than on the interior but if there's a guy who happened to be there in, in one of those picks in round two i wouldn't be stunned because i, I would imagine since ogan joby was their first splash move splash ish move that they tried to make that didn't work out that there might still be a lingering effect from that where they want to make sure because they they showed us how important they view that position. Wouldn't be shocked if they, they took day two and, and tried to make sure they added some depth there also. I mean, they're obviously in the honeymoon phase where they get, they get to set the franchise in the direction that they want, and they get to, you know, no one's on the clock, right? No, no one's getting fired. The GM and the coach are hired at the same time, so – if they completely flub this draft and this and next season the Bears are four and thirteen, like they get next year's draft and they get right. next year's free agency, right? So like they can do whatever they want. But what I said on the show yesterday was I kind of envy's not the right word, but I respect what Miami is doing because Miami is basically saying we don't know if Tua's the guy, but by the end of this season, we're going to know if Tua's mm-hmm. the guy. We mm-hmm. hired him an offensive coach. We traded for Tyreek Hill. We franchise-tagged uh, Mike Jusicki, our, our tight end. We signed two other wide receivers. We signed Teron Armstead, uh, best left tackle on the market. We signed a left guard. We uh, brought in Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. Uh, to run Kyle Shanahan's uh, running attack. Like, if one of two things happens, either Tua is successful and great, the Dolphins are off and running, or the offense isn't good, they will have Tua to blame, and then they will be an attractive destination for the next quarterback. And so the only concern that I have is because of the dead cap space, because there's a long runway here for Eberflus, and polls because there are so many damn roster spots for the Bears to to fill. I am worried that the Bears are going to go through a season where at the end of it we'll say Fields had some flashes, he had some ups, he had some downs, but we still don't really know because he's got bottom five talent around him. Like they, you know, uh, and so then yeah. and then it just it delays answering your question at quarterback and you can't spend resources you don't have right like you you don't have a ton of cap space you do have a ton of roster holes to fill you don't have a first round pick so like this isn't necessarily um their fault it's the situation they inherited but to me that is worst case scenario uh is that you go through the year and you still feel like you don't know how good fields can be because you didn't surround him with enough Best case scenario is you haven't been able to surround him with enough because of the inherited situation, and he still is awesome. 
and mm-hmm. he's like the rising tide lift all boats like kind of player that elevates Byron Pringle, that elevates Darnell Mooney, that elevates Cole Komet. Then you're then you're good. Like that, then then you feel like you got your guy for the next ten years, and and away we go. But that's it's not a it's not a blame on what they've done because again their hands are tied behind their back a little bit but to me that's what this season feels like it's setting up for because man the bears they they don't have enough talent on offense right period. Like, frankly they don't have a, a whole lot of players anywhere yet you know <laughs> right. they, they still get they got a lot of bodies they just have to accumulate even regardless of talent they just need people so yeah personnel acquisition is going to have to step up quite a bit here and what how, however much of it is high level it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of elite level talent that's going to be on the bears this coming season aside from maybe what's already here and then what will end up being drafted but as far as veterans that they might acquire well, it, so it feels like that market is starting to dry up it does so do you think there's any chance because they don't have a lot of draft picks even though they acquired a few extra from the khalil mack trade do you think there's any chance they package the second round picks together to move into the first round to get a more blue chip caliber receiver for fields because I like Mooney a lot like mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's got a fairly high ceiling like I've, I've said his absolute best case scenario is Stefan Diggs like I'm not predicting that obviously but like right. similar right. body types similar speed drafted virtually in the same round like th- to me that is a absolute ceiling comp for him um but I'm a lot more comfortable if he's the two right you you know like but 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 him as the one is asking a lot for that Mm -hmm. guy uh and it's asking a lot of fields so I I would be very surprised if they did it given how many roster spots they have to fill and that they're not at all a desperate front office yet but it'd be exciting if you went up and you got you know, a middle of the first round, you know, 15 to 20 first, 20 second, somewhere in that range that you could probably trade up to uh, and go out and get a receiver. That would be exciting. I just don't expect it'll happen. Yeah, it, it would It would be exciting. I would be surprised by it, especially because of, of this draft cycle where, like, you know, quarterbacks, a down draft for that, so you're not going to see as many people trying to, like, trade up to reach for that position as we normally see in the draft cycle. Yep. But then also it is – a very deep draft for a wide receiver. And we hear that a lot over the years. This season is certainly no different in that vein. And there are other years recently here where the receiver position has been viewed in a positive light where the guys didn't run that fast. And we know between both Poles and Eberflus, they've both been talking about speed. There's a lot of really fast guys in this draft as well. So if just one name, like a Jahan Dotson from Penn State, who's super fast and played with bad quarterbacks his entire time in college and still put up big numbers for the Nittany Lions, that's the type of guy that could maybe be pushed down into round two, depending on how the first round shakes out. What did the Bears' first pick? Is that, what, 39, I think it is? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if a Jahan Dotson or, or someone of that level of acclaim, that just that all-around skill, he, he, I, he I'll, be, I'll be surprised if he doesn't go in round one, but he's the type of guy that could potentially get pushed into round two so I mean there's going my point is there's going to be guys available at 39 to to place a high value on so you know the elite of the elite if you want to trade up into round one to get them uh, I wouldn't be mad at them for it but I'd be surprised because of the all of the overall number of guys you need for the roster and that spot will be there for a guy who can contribute right away I'm with you I, I I agree I just think you're asking 
The only reason I could, like, in the back of my head, I can't dismiss it completely is because you are asking way too much of Justin Fields in his second year as, as it currently is constituted. Mm. You, I, you know, learn a new offense with no number one receiver and an unproven offensive line. Like, good luck, kid. That is, that is about as difficult of a situation as you possibly could hand the, the franchise. You know, and so that, that's why I just – I can't quite dismiss it entirely because I just feel like they need a hell of a lot more talent for him, one way or the other. Like, they, 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 they need talent for that guy or else he's going to get his head kicked in again and we're going to – at the end of the year, is Justin Fields a franchise quarterback? Well, look what he did in this game. Yeah, but what about mm. this game? Yeah, well, you know, like, and and I think I just that that's a terrible that's a terrible end game uh, heading into year three because then you're the Dolphins and like like I said, I respect it, but it's the actions of a desperate team trading five it's draft a, a desperate picks. team who has won some games the last couple of seasons here though. So I mean, the Dolphins have some guys in addition to all this talent they've accumulated, the money that's been spent. There were a couple of years there with Brian Flores where they were winning games around the 500 mark. So it's not like the entire Dolphins roster full of guys who haven't won at the NFL level. And then now you've spent money to get blue chippers in there with you. So, I mean, when you look at the Dolphins approach, Dolphins fans from the quarterback perspective are still looking at Tua like, I don't know exactly what to make of this guy yet. Some of them because he hasn't shown elite traits yet or shown elite playmaking ability. Then some of them already want to run him off. But at least you're going into this season now where – you do have this cap-friendly situation where you can go out and spend and you accumulate talent for a team that has won. You know, not deep playoff runs, but the Dolphins have guys who's won, who've won football games in recent years at the NFL level. Now it's here. You, you got all the toys now, too. So I don't necessarily think the Dolphins situation is, is, a, is a bad example for what the Bears could build towards. If you get a, a season where from a win-loss perspective, because I, I don't think the Bears, I was saying this last night, I don't think they want to finish the season with the number one overall pick. I don't get the impression they're trying to be awful. They definitely need some more talent to not be awful. But I do get the impression that they they want to accumulate or acquire enough talent to be competitive. That would just win games. You don't want Justin Fields getting his block knocked off while at the same time recognizing we're not a Super Bowl team right now. Let's build infrastructure. Let's surround him with enough to be competitive. And then a year from now where they may have the most cap space in the NFL, all right, You've built with Justin Fields. We've got infrastructure now. What the Colts tried to do if Andrew Luck didn't decide to retire from football. You know, like the the Colts could have been this current dynasty right now if Luck didn't decide to walk away because they finally did add infrastructure around him a few years into his career. It's good stuff. And the only thing, the reason I compare it to that is the other two quarterbacks in Tua's class, Burrow and Herbert. Mm -hmm. And those teams didn't need to do the desperate thing that the Dolphins are doing. Even though you're right, like they've they've won some games. They're not it's not like they're an awful franchise, but like the Chargers were able to say, we've got our quarterback, so we're throwing a ton of resources at defense this year, right? Sign JC Jackson, trade for Khalil Mack. Like they now again, they have more talent. They have Eckler, yeah. they have Allen, they have Mike Williams, they drafted Rashawn right. Slater, they signed Corey Lindsley. Like I, I understand they are just a much more talented football team, but the Bengals were able to go to a Super Bowl with no offensive line uh-huh. because they had their quarterback. Yes, 
very skilled skill position guys that the Bears could only dream of having, not comparing those two situations, but like those are franchises that because they have the answer at quarterback don't have to be desperate in finding out if they have the answer at quarterback. They can do the other things, and uh, we'll see what the Bears are ended up with. Uh, it's a weird day for me. Uh, you ever, like, miss out on a guy's trip or, like, when, like, when your friends are having fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, been there. Been it hurts, there. right? Uh-huh. It, it hurts. Right. Like, you got to put on a good face, be like, I'm happy to be home with my wife and kids. <laughs> like, I'm being mature. Uh, I'm being budget conscious. Like, like it's, uh-huh. it's hard to – Would that completely mean it? <laughs> But no, I don't. I, of course, I don't mean it. It's just what you have to say. And so, like, like Spiegs and Mitch and Tanny are already tweeting pictures. Yeah, man, who all is out there right now? Everybody's like, out there. Tanny's out there too. They man. sent they sent the sound guy, and he's not even running the board. And Tanny deserves it more than any of us to, to get right. the work trip, and he right. does his production remotely on his laptop. So, like, he didn't open for the show today, even though he's not working on it. Like, Tanny is the consummate professional. He literally does deserve it more than all of us. But, yeah, Tanny's there. Shane's there. Speegs is there. Bernstein's there. Mitch is there. Cody Decker's there. Their wives, uh, two of the wives are there. Like, it's just it's a whole party. Did they Mitch got a, a dinner. private jet or something? Like, there was a charter they booked like 30 tickets on this flight because they're bringing clients and sales staff and steakhouses oh, and birthdays and uh and they've got like no obligations like i the, whoever booked the itinerary they they left thursday at eight in the morning they come back <laughs> sunday at 4 p.m they have wow. two radio shows and a dinner that's all they have to do and they get to go to vegas for four days doesn't make any sense so Bernstein's just no going to be sense. there, like, seeing Broadway-style shows the entire time, like, going to certain Disneyland. They're doing whatever they want. The tables. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Bernstein and his wife have plans. Speaks and his wife have plans. Shane and Tanny have plans. They're going out on the town. Multiple dinners. It's just, like, when we went for Bears Raiders, we, like, flew in and landed at 2 in the morning, had a show, had a dinner, had a show. There was the game, and we flew out at 5 a.m., like, was there any, which, like, hangout by the pool time? Was there any of that going on? Yeah, there was, but I'm just saying, like, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was a great time. <laughs> but this, like, I was sitting in the office when they had, were on their itinerary call, and it was like, I was, like, waiting for, like, and? <laughs> and? You're done? Why are you going for four days if you have two shows and a dinner? I don't understand. Uh, right, doesn't make any sense. Right. When, when is the second show, by the way? Saturday, they're okay. doing they're doing they're doing a they're doing a show Saturday that they uh, it it'll just be five people sitting on a microphone drunk. <laughs> it's not work. I've done that show. They bring you <laughs> pictures of margaritas. You literally sit in a cabana at the pool and you uh, have a tab and you just talk about whatever the hell you want. It's it, it is it. I'm very happy for them. See, this is what I have to do. <laughs> I can tell. I, can I have tell. to lie. I have to lie. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, great guest list today. Vinny Goodwill, 3 o'clock. Um, score stories today oh. with Steve Stone. Oh, wow. has had multiple runs as baseball analyst at the yeah. score. Has had run-ins with the score. 
has been mm-hmm. called out by managers of the Cubs because of things he said on the score. <laughs> so, like, Stoney's relationship uh. with this station goes back a ways. He's going to tell stories at 4 o'clock. And then Book Shambi's going to join us at 5. We mm-hmm. maybe will talk a little Cubs, but he is the new voice of MLB The Show. First time there's been a new pl- – uh, First time there's been a new play-by-play voice for the signature video game for Major League Baseball in 16 years. There were over 120 recording sessions that he had to do. So like, we're going to talk about how you become the voice of a video game and, and what goes into it. Uh, and then Bulls and NFL and no, uh, we will not talk spring training baseball results because <laughs> Spiegs isn't here. And uh, that's the show. You talk a little bit of Zach Levine and the glow being Bruce Lee. Yeah. Work that in, too, over the next four yeah. hours. Or three and a half at this point. Make sure you get yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with yeah. that. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Cheeks. Cheeks. My man, Cheeks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.